what is up you guys good morning from the west coast this is my last weekend my last saturday on the west coast thank god because i'm ready to go back to atlanta it is almost 8 a.m here and the only reason i'm up this early (laughs) is because i had to take my cousin to the airport because he is going to go pick up his girlfriend and bring her back here to live with him y'all i sees the train coming but you know who am i to stop it sometimes you know you need to get hit uh in order to learn uh and experience life so you know i wish him the best with um his new journey you know this is a new chapter in his life living with someone especially a significant other is a big ass deal but i will say that i'm very glad that i experienced the gambit of living arrangements and situations while i was in my 20s i think it is so vital and important to your own personal health well-being growth evolution to live by your motherfucking self i am not one of those people that thinks it's a good idea to live to go from living with your parents to living with your significant other like that's not the same as going to go live with a roommate because with a roommate you know you still gotta pay your half or your portion uh you still have your own personal things that you have to pay for and take care of so it's different than going and living with somebody and then y'all niggas feeling like what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours and and you know figuring out because you fucking like how do the bills get split etc etc like it's just it's an unnecessary headache and hassle in your 20s but i do understand the necessity by many people to go from one lifestyle to the next especially men honestly i feel like that's very much more so a male thing to do than it is a female thing we are ready to get the fuck away from everyone (laughs) by the time we turn 17 18 in america we ready to get the fuck away like I don't want to be around my mama, my daddy, nobody's cousin, sister, uncle. I don't want to be around my motherfucking boyfriend. Like, nigga, no. I want to live by myself. I need to be by myself. So, I find it really interesting. um, The cultural shift that's happening right now in uh, our world and in America. Because... I think that those of us in our 30s currently are encouraging the youth to live your best life in your 20s. Like, do not get so hung up and caught up on the idea of getting married and starting a family because most of them niggas that did that in their 20s are getting a divorce now, having a midlife crisis now, having a fucking quarter life crisis, okay? So I really don't advise moving too fast with your life like if you do everything at 30 bitch what do you have to do with the rest of your life except for get money and get assets and 
die. Like you really don't have a lot of things to look forward to. So I, for one, am really excited to go into my 30s kid-free, worry-free, and still focus on like getting myself ready and preparing myself to have that family, to build that legacy, you know? Um, I am am a proponent that be fucking selfish in your 20s, sis, bro young man young woman because being selfish in your 20s teaches you to be more selfless in your 30s and beyond because you get to a point of where at least from my perspective I just don't want to just do things for me anymore like It feels good having a support system, having a tribe, having a significant other to share things with. And it multiplies my happiness. It multiplies my gratitude. It multiplies my humility, my compassion, my kindness, just love in general, you know? So yeah, my advice to everybody on this good Saturday is don't rush to grow up too fast if that makes sense and I'm only fucking 30 you guys (laughs) so if I'm telling you this then there's got to be some truth behind it I really don't like being up this early you guys but since I didn't do the episode yesterday um and I have been going through the gambit of emotions this week um I really wanted to come talk to you guys because this week I've really been struggling with the ego versus the soul because the problem with the world we live in today is that it's very egocentric and it's not very soul centric and the idea of a career is very egocentric the idea of money is power is success is very egocentric and if you're soul centric it takes you time and it takes you a while to figure out and to learn how to live your life while still like acquiring those things but that not being like the majority or the purpose for your existence, you know? I think I don't ever want to get to a point of where money is the reason that I exist and having more money is why I do the things that I do. Of course, we all want financial freedom, but what is the point of financial freedom for you? You know, the purpose of financial freedom for me is so that I can continue to create safe spaces for others to live their truth and be vulnerable and to heal. So I think when you know your why, the reason behind acquiring more money, it makes you feel less guilty as a soul-centric person when you are forced to go acquire and get more things. And I think there's two ideologies of schools that like battle between you know, live your best life and don't worry about material possessions because they don't matter. But then there's the other side that's like, well, 
money may not buy happiness, but it's better to cry in a Ferrari than a fucking hatchback. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I'm, I battle and I struggle with those um, ideologies constantly, but I feel, especially now that I'm back out here in LA, I feel the tug of my ego wanting to resurface and even if I didn't get my surgery that's the one big takeaway for me uh, with having come out here is the fact that it really made me see that I made the right decision in moving to Atlanta because I feel like in Atlanta I got more in touch with my soul and my spirit and I feel more fulfilled there and I do enjoy living a bit slower pace of a life, which is hilarious because people, honey, if you see my life in Georgia, you'd be like, bitch, what part of this is slow? You're still doing 50 million things, you know? But it's crazy bit, but even the life that I'm living in Atlanta is significantly slower than the life I was living here in LA. So, you know, thank God for clarity. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. Um, another thing that has really been weighing on me is the fact that, so my partner, uh, currently, uh, was married to his wife for like a decade, um, and they are not black, um, they were, they are a Spanish woman, so he has biracial children. And, you know, this week we've been talking about, you know, has he been raising his children to identify with both sides of their culture? And just from some of the things that he would say, I didn't know for sure if they really identified with their black side of themselves, with their blackness. Um, And... We've had this conversation many, 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 many times before because I'm still, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the notion of somebody being pro-black while inadvertently marrying outside of the black race, if you will. Um, And the fact that like people are like, well, she's not a white woman, so she's still black. And I think I'm still trying to wrap my mind around the concept of being very pro-black and loving your community but falling in love with someone outside of those parameters and you still being able to be that pro-black person and it's nothing to to him or it's nothing to you know her or their situation this is the really the first time that I've ever grappled with the concept of accepting somebody else's like love because it sounds contradictory in my mind but at the same time I also had to realize I think that the situation is different for me because this is the first time I've truly considered dating somebody with children and the fact that you know you have biracial children that is something that I will never be able to understand Excuse me. Mm, Let me take a sip. Ah, yes. I made this tea. Might as well drink it, right? Um, But that's something I won't be able to understand because I very much will be having a partnership with a black man. 
So my children will never have to question their self-identity. They will know that they are black because both of their parents are black. But I often, you know, wonder the complexity and the war that goes on inside of multiracial, biracial children and how they self-identify. And I think, um, you know, we had got into a discussion and it kind of got a little tense because, you know, I just told him, honestly, I'm never going to be able to relate to your situation. So it's not my place as a single woman to comment on what you do or how you raise your children. I can be here to offer support. I can be here to, you know, give advice, intentional advice, but I can't tell you what is best for you in this situation because I just can't relate to it. Um, I can't understand it on a deep level. I can understand it on a basic level, you know, like a basic human level. And I guess I still have work to do to get to that point of understanding that at the end of the day, we are all one human race. And I do understand that. Um, It just, you know, takes some time to let that sink in because, you know, I have to let him grow as well. You know, Um, I think that it's okay to be interested in someone from a different background, even if you are pro-black, and then be able to circle and come back around and realize that, you know, that wasn't the right thing for you, that wasn't the right decision for you, but I think what keeps me from feeling that way about our situation is the fact that, honestly, if their relationship was healthy, they would still be together, like, you know, he would very much have spent the rest of his life with her had things not turned out the way that they did. And so, yeah, I'm, I just, I've been really struggling with understanding his vantage point and putting myself in his shoes. Um, and I don't know why it bothers me so much, you guys. Like, it literally makes my chest tight to talk about these things because it makes me feel like I sound like I'm being prejudiced when I'm really not because I you know my brother hit none of his the mothers of his children are black my cousin's girlfriend isn't black my sister's husband is white like I have so many different races mixing into my family now but I think that's also a part of what it is is like I want to preserve the legacy that is blackness like I want more blackness in my family because our roots are already so muddled that I don't even really know the true depth of the blackness of my roots because you know nobody in my family really knows our history really well so I think I'm just afraid of losing that connection further by not marrying a black man by not having children with a black man and it is kind of about self-preservation. I mean, Asians understand that, Hispanics understand that, you know, uh, Pacific Islanders understand that, like white people, everybody understands that, but us, I feel like. And of course, we know there are underlying issues as to why that is, but at the same time, it's still one of those things of like, I want to preserve my race, I want to preserve my culture, I want my children to be able to identify with 
the things that I grew up with. I want to introduce them to our culture and our roots. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But at the same time, it's not my place to judge anybody that chooses to do otherwise. So I think that I, that's what it is, is I don't want anybody to think that, especially if you listen to my show on a regular basis, um, if you support me, if you really enjoy the show, you know what the show is about. So there's no judgment from me. But I do think that now that I have grown and I have learned more about my history and my roots as a Black American, that it is very important to me to carry the legacy of Blackness into my children and into my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren and so on and so forth. So, you know, I had to take myself out and understand that, like, just because that's his situation and he has biracial children... Uh, if he and I were to have children, they would be black. So it would be a completely different experience raising them, no matter whether he wants to admit it or not. There are just some things that he's going to be able to do with our children that would be different from what he would do with his current biracial children because they'll have less identity struggles than their older counterparts. You know what I mean? So, um... Yeah, stay tuned on all that. I don't really know um, where things are headed. I, we, I just kind of take things day by day at this point because that's how we've been taking our, you know, our friendship, our relationship, and all of those things. But I can say that I am very happy, and he has really helped me with being a more communicative person I feel like I've learned how to compromise I learned how to express my emotions and be more vocal and verbal and understand that I'm not always going to see eye to eye with my partner you know like and that's okay there's no reason to break up just because we have a disagreement <laughs> which is what old Tiana would do like old Tiana was not having that shit like you don't want to do what I want to do the door's right there homie um but I do think that having that mentality can make it difficult to have healthier relationships because when you are that person who's been independent for a really long time and you're used to having things your way and somebody doesn't want to do things your way, your mentality always reverts back to why are you here? Like, I could easily do this without you. I've been doing this without you. I don't need you. Why are you here? So I think I've been very intentional in doing introspection and reflection on the fact that I don't need a relationship or to be with a person in order to fulfill my life's purpose. Being in a relationship for me is a bonus in my life. So if I'm with you, I've got to be with you because I want to be and because I choose to be, not because I need to be. And you also, in turn, have to understand my independence and who I am as a person. And you have to really give me that space that I need to be my full, independent, wild, free-spirited self. And if you can do that, homie, you have a chance with me. But if you can't, please keep it pushing. Keep it moving. Give me 50 feet. Back on up off of me. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, you guys. Um, been going through a lot of emotional ranges, spectrums this week. 
Um, haven't really been doing a lot of work, have been getting things done, you know, in the background, of course, but sometimes work doesn't need to be the precedence of your life, you know? Sometimes you can, like, take a personal day, or a week, or a month. Maybe not. Yeah, you could take a year. You do what you want, honey. But, yeah, I'm kind of tired, so I think I'm going to enjoy this tea, and I'm going to probably lay back down because I went to bed at 4 a.m. and I woke up at 5 a.m. So I've only got an hour of sleep, you guys. So I'm going to go ahead and you can probably hear it in my voice too, but I'm going to go ahead and get off here. You guys have a wonderful, fantastic Saturday. I will see you tomorrow for our conversation on problems within the black community. What are they? How do we fix them? How do we solve them? I can't wait. Till then, feel free to sip on this, babies. Peace.